We were talking um, earlier this week about the situation that happened up in Warrenville. You probably remember it well. It happened right across the country, in fact. Uh, a recent rash of, of church burnings in our country. Uh, Warrenville lost an historic Catholic church to arson just north of Edmonton. Um, and as I said at the time, I can really understand the anger. I can understand the frustration that could lead to someone taking such action, but uh, at the same time, I think it's absolutely the wrong way to go. It, it is a crime, and more so, it's only going to further the division. I, I don't think it really helps anyone or anything. And this week, a group of survivors from the 60s Scoop and Canada's residential schools came forward to make a similar statement and call for an immediate end to church burnings. And joining us now for a little more about this is uh, Jen Allen Riley. Um, Jen is a 60s scoop survivor and the daughter of a residential school survivor. She's also an assistant Pentecostal minister at Living Waters Church. Uh, Jen, thanks so much for joining us today. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, just tell us your initial reaction when you saw news of, of these arsons that we saw across the country. When you first heard of these incidents and as more and more started to take place, what were you thinking at that time? When it first happened, it like, okay, it made sense. It made sense as to why it was happening, as you had said. But then as it kept on going and kept on happening, I actually got really, really fearful and really scared because I'm like, this is just going to get worse. And not only that, but um, this is actually a hate crime happening. If people were burning down mosques or synagogues at the rate they're burning down churches, the RCMP would be totally involved and this would be declared a, a national hate crime. So the fact that that hasn't happened because they're churches is interesting. But... As Indigenous people, we do not burn down people's places of, of worship. We just don't do stuff like that. And I'm really worried that people are going to start blaming us, thinking that we're doing this. And it might have been us in the beginning. Like, First Nations people might have been doing this because it happened on reserves. Mm-hmm. But since then, it's become like the anarchists. It's become like the left-wing activists. It's... um. And it's almost become the thing to do, that if a, a First Nations um, burial site is found with our, our residential school survivors, the first reaction is burn down a church. And so I predicted that um, that it wouldn't, it wouldn't just stick with the Catholic denomination, it would move over to other denominations. And so it already has, it's yeah. moved over, two Anglican churches have been firebombed. And some churches have not even been involved with the residential school system, like the Pentecostal church was never involved. So it's only a matter of time before, like, people are just like, oh, there's a church, let's bomb it or let's burn it down, start destroying it. And that's that's just an evil spirit. That's a spirit of hate taking over. And Jen, I think you make a really good point. Um, you know, when, you, when it becomes the thing to do, I think you're right. Um, you know, it, it, it's almost like a snowball. It, it, the first mm-hmm. one happens and other people just pile on. Um, and I, I'm interested, you're saying you're worried and you're scared about what it might cause. Because I think that's an important point to this is, you know, when we're talking about truth and reconciliation and, and coming together to improve things, to me, this only furthers the divide. And we know there are people out there who will use this as, you know, to, to, to further that divide and to make things even worse than they already are. Is that what you're talking about when you say you're worried and scared? Yes. So, like, have you heard of the Soldiers of Odin? Yes, absolutely. They're a, yeah, they're, a, yeah. they're a white supremacist group. Yes. So you get people like the Soldiers of Odin who are paying attention to what's going on, and they get angry, and they decide, well, we're going to go do something about this. And then you're going to have, like, a really bad, like, racist, uh, religious war happening. And I'm not, I'm not like fear mongering, but because I've seen this happen in other areas. Yeah. And um, 
Yeah, because I mean, it's only a matter of time before certain people in Canada get really upset from this happening, and they're going to go take action. And those people, I believe, are going to meet the white supremacists, such as the soldiers of Odin. Um, yeah, I think you're right. You're talking about fringes on both sides that will use this to, to further their own political motivations. Now, you talk about the anger that this could cause. We talked about earlier about the anger that you know is understandable in, in a number of people seeing what's happened uh, at these residential schools. So now you're going to have anger set up on two sides, and nothing good can come from the anger, right? Yeah, nothing's really good. Nothing good is going to come from this. And basically, it's going to release the spirit of hate. Like, it's just yeah. going to cause hate on both sides. There's already hate. And the fact, how we even got to where we're at today is as a result of hate. Someone hated us Indigenous people and threw us in residential schools and took our culture and stole who we were. And that's how our children's bodies ended up in the in graves that we're finding today. And that hate, that spirit of hate, is just keep on going until 150 years later, we're still in the same place. So, Jen, we both have said that we understand the anger and the frustration that caused this or, or led to this. Um, what, what what can we do with that anger? What, what, what is the proper way? I mean, none of us are saying that it's, it's unjustified in terms of feeling that way. Uh, what you do with it is different, though. What's what's the proper way to, to handle this? Because people are angry. They are frustrated. They are heartbroken. What we need to do is we need to come together as a nation. We need to actually start believing our residential school survivors. We need to go talk to them. We need to hear their stories. Our residential school survivors have been telling these stories for years, yes. and it fell in deaf ears, and no one believed them because it sounds so, so horrific. And so now the truth's coming out that they were telling the truth from the beginning. So we need to go listen to our residential school survivors. We need to stand with our Indigenous people across Canada. We need to mourn with them. We need to stand and support them in their grief. And I guess we just need to pray. Like, we just need to come together as a country. And we need to deal with the reality of what happened in this country to a certain sector or group of people as a result of hate. Um. Are we seeing that? Because I, I, I really think that, you know, with these discoveries, or at least, you know, the discoveries for most of us, as you say, these stories have been around for a long time, but they've certainly changed in the way that they're being received nationwide in the last little while. I think a lot of people are changing their thinking around the current state of Indigenous relations in our country and having a lot more understanding and recognition of why we are where we are today. Um, are you seeing that? And again, this kind of violent action will jeopardize that too. What I'm seeing, and I'm seeing a little bit with the Caucasian people, is that um, people people don't want to believe like um, that this such a thing happened. So they're trying to make up excuses. They're like, yeah. "Well, maybe yeah. kids had TB. Maybe they got really sick. Maybe the mal- like maybe there's an excuse. Maybe these people didn't really easily kill children and do this." And I always stop and say to them, "No, no, no." If these children died in these schools of, like, malnutrition or something, people would call the RCMP to let them know someone died. The fact that they buried them in mass graves shows they're trying to cover something up. So something bad really happened here. And so I know I see a lot of Caucasian Canadians trying to look away and make excuses for this effect. Yes. So I always bring that back and remind them that. And I know this is really hard to look at because I know myself as an Indigenous person, it's it's hard to believe that such a thing would happen, but now we have proof to prove it's actually happening. Yeah, I think you're right. And, and a lot of people do look away and do try and rationalize and do try, uh, do try and, and not justify, but um, sort of lessen the blow that they're feeling. Uh, Jen, thanks so much for your time this morning. I appreciate it. 
Okay, thank you for your time. Yeah, you bet. Thank you very much. That is Jen Allen Riley, who is a 60 Scoop survivor. She is the daughter of a residential school survivor and an assistant Pentecostal minister at Living Waters Church. And she was part of a group that came out on Monday and said, stop burning churches. We we, we can't continue with this. It is absolutely the wrong approach to be taking. Um, and uh, as you heard her say, that vandalism, and as uh, she called it a hate crime, um, only furthers the divide. It only makes the situation that we're dealing with in this country worse.